The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. So how ready is Dr. Franklin Weefald and Dave Alexander for the radio show? We started five minutes ago. Honestly, we thought we were on. Yeah, you know, we're going to rename the show Two Guys Sitting Around Talking. (laughs) Often enough, when the show is done, we have so many things left over, we say to ourselves, well, let's just sit and talk in the studio. WPTF will let us be... The afternoon drive time show. <laughs> no, no, Rick, Rick, don't get upset. Don't Do get upset. Get I'm upset. kidding. Of course, you know what he said when I was on his show. Yeah, what did Rick Martinez he goes, he say? Goes, this is Doctor Franklin. We fall now. Warning: You <laughs> never know what's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> Isn't that the best radio though? Yeah, yeah. That's we, the, the greatest. That tune in Saturday. You never in. know what's going to come out of his mouth. Here is our telephone number, 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783 at FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, News Talk Traffic, and of course, Heart Health, noon on Saturdays. We start usually with the uh, w- with the COVID statistics. COVID stats. I don't want to call it death toll, but here's our total confirmed cases worldwide Three million three hundred and sixty nine thousand. So by next week it probably will be in the four million range. We have one million one hundred thousand US confirmed cases and in North Carolina we are at lab confirmed cases eleven thousand five hundred. Four hundred twenty people have died. That we have completed tests at hundred and thirty nine thousand, almost hundred and forty thousand. Um, so what do we want to talk about? Well, I think what we ought to talk about is something that's on everybody's mind, and that is who screwed up. And so when you look at the experts yeah, starting in January, the experts said, we're not going to have a problem in the United States of America. And that went until about March 2nd. And then suddenly, when they realized the cases were ballooning, it was, we're going to have 200,000 people die okay. unless we lock everybody away and take away the keys. Let's hear from Dr. Fauci, and let's understand that this is this? old audio from February. February. And and because it's old audio, what he's saying is technically not true now. No, right now, at this moment, there is no need to change anything that you're doing on a day-by-day basis. Right now, the risk is still low, but this could change. I've said that many times, even on this program. You've got to watch out because although the risk is low now, you don't need to change anything you're doing. When you start to see community spread, this could change and force you to become much more attentive to doing things that would protect you from spread. And you totally heard the the interviewers trying to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, And so... Um, is is Dr. Fauci a bad guy? Nope. No. Nope. I mean, this is the point I'm trying to make to everybody. There's no one here to blame. Um, perhaps maybe that guy that got bit and vomited on by the bat at Wuhan virus well, it, it, and then walked out and gave three million people a disease. Your theory is that somebody in the lab was bitten or 
puked got, on. Got In fact, that on. wasn't my theory. The yeah. Chinese epidemiologist who rushed to Wuhan to find out what happened definitively said that the bat this coronavirus lives in is not sold at the Wuhan market. Hmm. And the bat that the coronavirus lived in was being studied at Wuhan. Right. We also know that that Wuhan virology lab, that laboratory has published coronavirus, that is, that class of disease. They've published papers. Right. They've been open about the fact they study coronaviruses. Right. And from animals. that bat, where it lives, is studied in that lab. Now, how does the press try to make all of us who believe it came out of the lab look stupid? Because they twist it. And they say conspiracy theorists believe it was created in the lab. I don't believe it was created in a lab. I believe they were studying it. And the story that the two Chinese epidemiologists came up with, they interviewed people, is that there was a guy who got puked on and bit by this bat, and he went outside without any precautions. Now, what happened to that study? It was published in, uh, online in mm-hmm. a Chinese journal. Mm-hmm. You can't find it anymore. It's gone. But luckily, there are people who copied it, downloaded it, and they have it. If you look at what the press is saying now, is that it can't be from this uh, institute because they're so careful. And they did all these studies before. But does any one of them mention the two Chinese epidemiologists? No. And none of these studies also mention that the bat wasn't sold in the wet market. That bat, and it doesn't live in all bats. It lives in one particular bat. The bat kind of reminds me of Joe Biden's face. But, <sighs> see, I told you you could never guess what's coming out of my mouth. I have mouth. no idea what he's going to say. But the point I'm trying to make is don't believe anything anymore. As we heard from Dr. Fauci, the CNN, the Communist News Network um, uh, story is that Trump has blood on his hands because he could have done this and he could have done that. And then they say he should have listened to Dr. Fauci. Well, we know now he did. And the point that Dr. Fauci made in February is that the experts didn't think it was going to be a problem. And as he said, that may change. And mm-hmm. it changed. Okay. And one thing people don't remember, too, is that that press conference where Fauci did the mea culpas, the last thing he said was that when we told President Trump we had to shut down, he shut down. And then what was the press reaction? Did President Trump make you say that? So. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's a narrative involved. And what I'm trying to do here is not promote, you know, what was done. What right. was done was done. And it was done on the basis of the experts, not the politicians. Now, we're starting to reopen. There are about 31 states taking some action this week. Now let's talk about Georgia. Okay. Georgia's the... curve was on the way down. Okay. Way down. Georgia understood that people were suffering in terms of not being able to go to work, not being able to pay their rent. Um, you know, there are food lines three miles long for people to get free food. Yeah. You can't go anymore to a food bank and not expect to wait two or three hours. And then an hour later, before you get there, the food runs out. Right. So they opened up in Georgia. And what was the first headline? Well, I didn't know about it. I got a I got a call from Jenny, who's my um, office manager, who is sheltering at home because of a pre-existing condition. But anyway, she said, "Can you believe it? Georgia had a thousand cases after they opened up." Really? Well, guess what? What? The week before they had three. 
Oh, they had three thousand, and then so oh, they don't say in the CNN Communist News Network narrative <laughs> that they had a thousand cases, but the week before they opened, they had two. And you look at the spike, okay? Yes. You remember the the curves? Sure. The curves go down, they go up. Yes, they, they do. Down, they go up. This yes. is why I tell people who run a weight loss program at my office. Don't weigh yourself every day. Yeah. Wait no, for no, me no. to weigh. Because no, no, no. it's going to go up and down. Sure. So there was a down to 300, up to 800. Okay. This week they opened. Sure. Then down to five. Yeah. Then down to four. Then down to zero. March 2nd. I think okay. there were zero cases new reported. Oh, that's good. So what does that mean? That means that they only reported the day that had the 800. So if you go back two weeks before, there was one day where there was 20 new cases. Right. So if you were trying to say evidence that it's safe to go back to work, Mm -hmm. you could have said, hey, there are only 20 new cases Wednesday. We should go back to work. Right. And I would tell them that's not evidence because of the variability. So if you've seen these maps, they have a seven-day moving average. Mm -hmm. That means they average out the cases – over the last seven days, and if you, I wish we were on TV, not just because I look so good and you look so good, hmm. but because you could see this map and understand that the narrative of the mainstream press is that we shouldn't open up. Now, I'm going to tell you why, okay? Yeah. Because they want us to have a bad economy. Oh, what, was, what was their idea of the only reason to vote for President Trump? All the other things were bad. Because the economy. Yeah. Well, now we've got a crummy economy. So they want to extend that as far as they can at the cost of millions of people being out of work. But, of course, when millions of people are out of work, free stuff, which is their whole program, right. is so, so inviting. So remember, there are political reasons for them to scare the living daylights out of you. For example – it's going to come back. We're going to have a worse outcome when Georgia opens up. Now, you say that because you're speaking as CNN or as right. one of these In folks. other words. You're not saying here, that. No, exactly the opposite. Now, why should we listen to them? They were wrong every step of the way. The first thing they were wrong, it's not going to be a problem. And I said it's not going to be a problem. I mean, I'm not ashamed or unwilling to say that I was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you have to admit when you're wrong. Well, then when it became clear that it was going to be a problem in the country, mm-hmm. they went 200,000 deaths, 17, 20 million people infected, blah, 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 blah. And then they shut down. Okay, so we've had 60,000. Any death is too many deaths. Yes. But they were wrong on the severity. And now we're supposed to believe them. That if we open up, like in Georgia has, we're all going to die. And the other thing I don't want you to believe as gospel truth is that we're going to get another wave. Remember they're saying, come November, December, we'll have the flu and corona at the same time. We're all going to die. Yeah. So take everything these experts are saying now with a grain of salt. Now, Fauci is a great guy. He's one of the best scientists in the country we have. But he was wrong. And he's been wrong twice. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that he's stupid or that he has blood on his hands. It means that this is something that's never happened in the United States of America before. So how can you be right 
when you're dealing with a virus that apparently now most of the people get but have no symptoms. And mm-hmm. how do they know that? They're starting to do these antibody tests. And they're going, yeah, this will all be negative. The only ones who are going to have it are the ones we know about. Probably 80 times the number of people who got really sick got it and never felt the thing. I want to talk about the numbers, and this is called antibody testing. Yes. Am I correct on this? Absolutely. All right, we're going to talk difference? about that, yeah. and we're going to talk about vaccines and whether it makes sense to uh, to go quick, 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 and as fast as we can to get a vaccine for this thing. Yeah. Uh, it depends a lot on what your what your understanding of how many people are going to get it, how quickly you need to move, and how old you are. And guess what? I've whether, got a pre-existing. Whether you listen to heart health. Whether you listen, to, and I've got a. I've got so many pre-existing conditions. I can't even tell you. If we would take up the rest of the show, I might do that. We'd take up the rest of the show, talk to you about my pre-existing conditions. I'm a ticking time bomb for this thing. And I'm not wearing a mask. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. I would sound funny on the radio with a mask. 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio. Evelyn Champagne King, the theme song singer for You Should Be Ashamed. Oh, yeah. Or the shame, sec- the shame segment section. of the show. What's the, on the Hall of Shame well, today? I'll tell you, we got a lot, but I just want to talk about two particular things, okay? Have you noticed how the governors are just eating this up? They have all this power now. Mm. I mean, did you see that thing about the the lady in the trailer park? And they kept saying she's a trailer park. She she had her daughter planning, not definitely done it, but planning on going to have a play date. The cops show up, and they're just grilling her. Yeah, it's just terrible. This they was not in North Carolina. No, no. Okay, no. I've all got right. a story from New York State. Sometime later in the all show, right. we'll all talk right. about. Well, it. Now listen, okay. What does Michelle Obama do? Michelle gets on on YouTube or Instagram or one sure. of those other things and says, "Stay home." Do not go out. Save your fellow man. Just stay home. Go to the grocery store. Stay home. That is the best Michelle Obama impression I've ever heard on this radio Actually, station. I know. Well, she doesn't remember me. Okay, go ahead. I know, I know her brother, but we went to Princeton together, all of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, so what is Barack doing? Yeah. He's playing golf, and he's having a good time doing it. Weird so, thing is, it was two days before she just she recorded the right. message. So it's like, what's the dynamic in the household? Well, I don't know. Well, Are they I not talking know. about what they're? What are you doing? I'm golfing. Oh, great! You know what I'm doing Wednesday? I'm going to record something telling all the proles, all the all the you know the hoy, the paloi. You know what that means? That's no. A, that, it's because is that Chinese? Because I'm not going to use no, it. No, that's Greek. Greek. Okay. The, the, unwashed, hoi the unwashed public. The, the unwashed. Hoi I'm going to tell the unwashed public to stay home. Yeah. Okay. Now, the worst. As you see, Pritzker, he's the governor of Illinois. Yes. He's the one threatening to put people in jail. He's yep. the one who says you can't even, you know, do anything in public. Okay. And you got to stay home. You, I mean, and he's really getting into this. I mean, these socialists are power hungry. That's the yeah. whole point. And their narrative is to get power. Yeah. They pretend they believe in the poor and the downtrodden. And they sit up there and, and mouth off. Well, what does his wife do? I don't know. She flew to Florida to have vacation. <laughs> and so and so one of the um, press 
had the temerity to ask him. Yeah. And he looks at her and he says, Pollock's ticks doesn't involve my family. Shame on you for even <laughs> asking me. I mean, and so he believes he's so all powerful yeah. that we're all going to cower in fear. So Hall of Shame, Michelle and Barack, mm. double Hall of Shame, Pritzker. That's his name. I want you to write down his name and send a letter to the Illinois State Governor's Mansion saying, yeah. keep your wife at home. Charlie and Kerry, it is such a blessing you called us up at 919-860-9783. How you doing, Charlie? Oh, Charlie was there for a while and then he did. Well, she got tired of me. Charlie, call back. We'll yeah. get you on. And in right fact, away. anybody, 919-860-9783. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Yeah, because we're here, they said, well, we need to get an FM. So we got an FM, FM 98.5. Wow. Yeah, we're good. To all you listeners and FM 98.5, hello. The uh, do as we say, not as we do order extends also to New York City's governor. Yeah. Who, and I, I used Google Maps and I found Gracie Mansion where he lives. It is surrounded by a park. It is surrounded by a wilderness area with trails. You know what he did? He hopped in his car, drove across town, and went to another park. Right. He didn't drive. He I think that's chauffeur. de Blasio, the mayor. But, de Blasio. You know, they're the same thing. Did I say the governor? I'm yeah, sorry. that's okay. De Blasio. And, and, when, and when the guys were yelling at him, saying, you need to go back to your own park, he looked at him, turned around, yeah. and walked away. Now, let's also talk about Chris Cuomo, Hall of Shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that thing where he trudged up the stairs yep. from yep. the uh, basement saying, I'm finally breaking quarantine, getting out of my quarantine? Bull. Don't you remember he was out in the yard screaming at people who were calling him out for breaking quarantine? Yeah. Does he think we don't remember that? I remember it. And and then he's so sad that his wife and son, and this is sad they got it, Yeah. who gave it to him? He Could did. have been Chris. Well, yeah. he was breaking quarantine. Probably, he probably went down to the basement only to make his videos. I bet you want to bet. Now, that's probably not that's true. Possible. Yeah, that's possible. But it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. The um, folks in Hollywood are uh, blessed, uh, even though most of North Carolina and half the world is under a stay-at-home, don't-go-anywhere order. Right. And children can't play with the neighborhood children. People in Hollywood can get their essential services, including... Botox. Yes. That is an essential service for these Hollywood types. And the mayor of Beverly Hills is a left-wing Democrat. But unfortunately, there are no poor people in Beverly Hills. Right. So what does he do? He says you can't shop. You can't do this. You can't do that. But you get Botox and you can buy lottery tickets. You can buy Mercedes-Benz or Bentley. Hmm. And so, you know, come on. I mean, these power-hungry people, what is going on with them? Talk to me about antibody testing. Yes. What is an antibody test demonstrate? Okay, so the test that demonstrates the virus is actually you, you stick this thing down someone's throat, and you see if the virus itself, identified by its proteins on the outer part, is present. Well, that's a hard test to do because you've got to have all these reagents, and you've got to make sure it's accurate. Mm-hmm. The antibody test is a test that says, does your body have the immune proteins that you produce called antibodies against the coronavirus, which means you've been exposed. Yeah. 
And that's the test now they're trying to rely on to find out how many people in the world and in the United States and in North Carolina have actually been exposed to the virus. And the most amazing thing Hmm. is huge numbers have been exposed. And huge numbers were entirely asymptomatic. It's just amazing. But a huge number under this is how many percentage? Like 80 80 times more than we think have been exposed. And so, you know, what are we going to do with the data? I don't know because I'm not smart enough as an epidemiologist to know what to do with that data. But I do know it's very fascinating. All right. We're talking about this and anything you want to call us about on Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation Saturdays at noon on Heart Health Radio, also Apple Podcasts. Go to WPTF.com. Go to HeartHealthRadio.com. Go somewhere yeah. and con- connect with us. We'd love, love you to. Barbara wanted to connect with us, Yeah, and she just left a message She's and that's good please, too. If please, you, yeah, yeah. You don't. If you're afraid to be on the radio because I'm so mean to our callers, yeah, just call and say, "Hey, I'd like to ask this question." She has a question or a comment about dental offices being open. Right. Do you know whether they're open? Uh, they're they've been open. Certain dentists have been heroic and been open for emergency cases. But yeah. I can tell you, there's so many aching tooths in my practice. Really? Oh my gosh. You know, and, and Johnson County, it, it doesn't have the greatest history of dental care. So I have a lot of patients with bad teeth. Hmm. And it's been really hard for me to find somebody to help them. So I'm giving a lot of antibiotics and a lot of uh, analgesics and a lot of prayer that they can make it to a point where somebody opens. And right. a lot of them can't drive to Raleigh. But I will say this, hats off and uh, really, you know, um, high fives to the dentists who have stayed open for emergency cases. And I tell you, with an N95 mask and a face shield and Mm -hmm. um, extra precautions, including a gown and gloves, I think it's a doable thing. And there are, you know, have you ever had a toothache? Yes. And what's it like? It's bad. I've never had one. so It's continuous. It's awful. So I... I don't know. I wish we, you know, maybe we can put in, uh, on our website the, the, a list of the names of doc dentists who are doing emergency cases. Okay. And I hope they open up dentistry very soon because I remember when HIV was really, really rampant mm-hmm. in terms of its spread and fear. Well, the dentists had to keep doing procedures. Right. And so they have developed really great techniques. To prevent the exchange of body fluids during dental procedures. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think it's probably a wise idea in the beginning to cut back on routine procedures. I think that's going to be relaxed pretty soon. But there are dentists who are doing emergency procedures. And our rural hospitals, actually not even just rural hospitals, all of our hospitals, they've stopped doing what used to be considered a uh, what yeah. is the word not necessary it's a not urgent non essential yeah. non essential surgeries yeah. that apparently elective. was the bread and elective. elective surgeries those were the bread and butter oh my gosh for places and there are oh there are places sitting there empty. mostly empty because 
because there wasn't, thank goodness, a COVID explosion right. in their area. Right. And well, you know, the only and, hospitals that got overloaded were in the big cities. So, um, you know, there are two hospitals in, in Wake County. They are not full. They are not empty. Right. They have a lot of beds. Yeah. And they need to restart. I have had, let's see, probably five or six people who need pacemakers or defibrillators. And mm-hmm. for a month or so, I couldn't get them in. They are now being done. Good. And Good. Uh, Pablo Netrebko, if you're listening, thank you very much. Hey, Pablo. He's a great guy. He was on one. Yes, he yeah. was. But anyway, so they're starting to reopen, but I'm not sure how these small rural hospitals are going to survive. They were on the knife's edge to begin with. Right. Because it's so hard to make any money on Medicare reimbursements, and rural hospitals are 80% Medicare, and it's yeah. really tough. And so then you cut out their outpatient procedures, and it's not a economically viable um, situation, and we should say hey and uh, refer, you know, in a gentle way, uh, not in a medical way. I can say this: I'm going to refer you to North Raleigh Periodontics. Macon Singletary was Macon. here. Macon said that he's still answering the phone, even though it's not a walk-in place like it used to right. be, uh, and they'll take care of emergency situations. And yeah. there, there's hardly anything I could think of in in dentistry that. He doesn't do. So consider North Raleigh periodontics. Uh, Macon's a, a good friend of the show. Um, wh- where are we going next with this? We got, a, we got a vaccine? Well, let me tell you, there's hundreds of companies developing vaccines. The old way to do a vaccine was to take the virus. So influenza. You know, I'm not going to call it flu anymore mm-hmm. because people say I got the stomach flu, you know, when they have the sniffles or the or nausea. This mm-hmm. is in Influenza, a potentially deadly virus. So what they would do is they take what they guessed would be the virus, they grow it up, they modify it so it wasn't infectious. They grow it up in eggs, and then modify it some more, and then inject it into. So these were um, cultured. These were actual mm-hmm. virus particles. Mm-hmm. Some really smart guys at Oxford. Okay, Oxford's sometimes rated the number one university in the world, beats Princeton a couple times. But they have some tremendous researchers. And they came up with an idea to do a DNA-originated vaccine. So basically, they find out what the proteins are on the outside of this virus that can be neutralized. And they find a way to make them. Mm-hmm. And then they inject you with these making making proteins and then you develop an antibody or a series of antibodies to Mm -hmm. it. So they have a million doses because it was so much easier to make this. Influenza is grown in eggs. You got to grow it. There's a growing season to get these things up and running. Right. Well, all they had to do was figure out the chemistry of it all and then just repeat that a million times. They've already tested this virus. I mean, excuse me, this vaccine. And it is safe. They gave it to a bunch of people. They only react. Of course, what did the press say? They reacted to it. They had a fever and a sore arm. Yeah, that's a heck of a lot less. And that's what you get with any other vaccine most of the time. Every time I get poked in the arm, it gives me a sore sore, arm. Yeah, and a little fever. So now they want to test it. But of course, they got to go through all these FDA hurdles. At least, at least Fauci is saying we might be able to get it done in January. I think we could get it done by September. Mm-hmm. And how? Mm-hmm. Ask for volunteers. 
Now, we don't mind asking for volunteers to go over the top in World War One. Right. We don't mind asking for volunteers in Vietnam to go into the tunnels and oh, try to root them out. Apparently, we didn't mind just drafting kids right out of high school. Right. And sending and, them. And so I can tell you right now, you know, if Dr. Fauci says we need to test it on 10,000 people, yeah. I'm first in line because I believe in the science of yeah. this. I believe that – even though, quote unquote, we've never done this before, we can make a leap of faith, and it's not even faith. We can make mm-hmm. a leap of of figuring out that science works. Mm-hmm. And let me give me the vaccine. Wait two weeks so I can build up my immunity, and then give me the virus. I'll mm-hmm. do it. You would do it. I would do it. And I bet you there are as many people as we need, as Dr. Fauci needs. To say that the vaccine works, we'd volunteer. As and, old as you are, as frail as you oh, are, geez. you would go ahead and do that. Yeah. Gosh, and why Dad, would I that's do it? great. Because I believe in the science. I believe in the science. Yeah. And I believe that there are people who need to get back to work. And if all these people are going to say, we can't go back to work until there's a vaccine, which I hope is not going to become the policy of this country, we need to get back to work now, then I Let's do it. Let's find people like me who believe in science and get it done. Now, I think it would be unethical to give people the virus without the vaccine. So a placebo-controlled trial would be unethical. It's pretty easy to see whether I'm going to get it or I'm not going to get it. And even though they're asymptomatics, I can tell you right now, if you expose 10,000 people, you know how many people – should get sick. And mm-hmm. if hardly anybody gets sick, then you know the virus works. And so all these scientists are, no, placebo-controlled, double-blind trial. And so what do they mean? They mean give it to uh, 10,000 people and then give a placebo randomized, like a saline injection, to 10,000 people yeah. and then let them out wandering, roaming the world. Yeah. Well, how long will that take to get them infected? It'll take a long time. So that's why they're talking about it's going to take till the cows come home to prove the virus works because it's unethical. Or the vaccine works because it's unethical to give fifty people the vaccine, fifty people basically a placebo, and then expose them. expose them. That's wrong, right? Okay, I so, would have done it that way. Well, no, but that's me. I didn't go to your school. Well, I'm so. saying you want to prove this virus works. Let's yeah. prove it now. Yeah, let's get ten thousand. I don't care, Doctor Fauci. Tell me how many thousand you need. I'm first in line Mm -hmm. because I believe in the science. I believe Oxford University, even though, you know, they do row against Princeton, but I still believe. Remember Oxford Blues? They row. They row. And so does Princeton row. But anyway, we beat them last year. Because football's out of the question. Football? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, neither neither college, tell me I'm wrong here, neither college has either a football or a hockey team or yeah. a rugby team. That's right. not the way they roll. That's okay? not the way they roll. But anyway, I believe in these Oxford scientists, <laughs> and I believe we've got to prove it. Now, what if what if Fauci would say, okay, 10,000 people got the vaccine, only two got the illness. I still don't believe it because it wasn't randomized double blind. Yeah. Then I would scream and pull my hair out because what more do they want? And, you know, the other reason why these scientists – are pushing not to believe anything but a randomized double-blind trial. Why? They made their careers on that being 
so important. Yeah. And so even though you can say it's not chance that 10,000 people got the vaccine and got exposed to the virus and only two got sick. And again, I'm not saying only two would get sick. I'm using this as an example. Oh, that could be from chance. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Yeah. And so we need to do this. And I'm willing to volunteer. I'm going to not volunteer because I've got all these conditions. And I really – I'm concerned about this whole – the people who listen to this show, the audience of this show, I have joked off the air that we are the number one radio program in the nation for people who get a little bit dizzy when they stand up too quick. Absolutely. We, and and I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but what I'm saying is many people who perhaps listen to this show for heart-healthy advice also have these conditions, diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, his, history of uh, diabetes or history of obesity. Yeah, notice yeah. what I did there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I've got a history of diabetes or uh, obesity. Well, because you listen to because I feed. lost weight. You listen to Weefy and the No No Diet. But here's the thing: Why does that make us so susceptible? I think the word begins with the letter I. What inflammation? So, what do we talk about? The No No Diet. Sugar causes inflammation. Mm-hmm. So, if your diabetes is out of control. You can measure these inflammatory proteins, and they're high. Now, I can't tell you this for sure, but my supposition would be that if you get the virus and your inflammatory condition is already elevated, right. then that might make you sicker. And And I think that's what you're going to find, is that people who are at risk for inflammation, if you have high blood pressure that's uncontrolled, you're, you're inflamed. The arteries are constricting. Your body is responding, and there's higher inflammation. Now, to remind our listeners, inflammation, basically it's the signals between immune cells saying, come on and help me. Mm-hmm. And when that inflammation is out of control, your lungs fill up with fluid, and that's really what we're seeing. Adult respiratory distress syndrome and ARDS, and you don't spell relief, A-R-D-S. No. It's bad. And so we have to develop anti-inflammatory medications, and that's what they're testing. One of them is, and we talked about it, and I can't remember the name because I'm terrible with names, but it's a rheumatoid arthritis injectable biological drug that reduces inflammation. We don't have the data back That's yet. not the remdesivir, is no, it? No, remdesivir, and, and we wanted to talk about this, and we'll talk about it. Okay. Is that we're going to wait? Yeah, we'll do that in a moment. We'll talk about remdesivir. Also, shout-outs. That's all coming up in just a moment. Also, your phone calls. We have a history of getting four and five people calling in the last ten minutes. That's great. Call, call, We like that. But if you're number five in line, you might not be on the radio. Dial quickly, 919-860-9783 for Heart Health Radio. I've got a shout-out. I've got a shout-out. Here's The, the shout-out is to my mother-in-law, who is in a – she's in a senior apartment. It's not even assisted living. She's very independent. She can drive and all that stuff. But she's she's in New York State, which means she's under shutdown. And she sits 8 to 10 feet away from her neighbor on opposite porches. I mean, they're not even facing each other. They're both facing, you know, the trees. She got turned in. She got busted. Johnny Law showed up at the senior home saying, we got a photograph here of somebody who's sitting too close. And then they checked it out and they said, well, they're not sitting too close. 
Wow. Did they she, hit her with a wet noodle? No. She didn't lose her temper. I did. She <laughs> didn't. I'm giving her credit for that. Listen, thank God it wasn't my mother. Could you yeah. imagine what she would have done? <laughs> you know, and I can't do the voice. I've been told I can't do the no, voice. No, you, but she would have said, I left communist China. I left the Japanese occupation <laughs> where they told me what I could and couldn't do. Yeah. And this is America. Oh, my. Yeah. But right. I, I do have a shout out. Yeah. Um, we talked about Georgia. I'm going to say uh, Brian Kemp is the governor of Georgia. And I would put him in a profile of courage because he felt like we had to open up. Yeah. He had the data of Georgia going Georgia's new case rate plummeting, mm-hmm. and he opened up. Now he hasn't opened up completely, but I think he will, and I think he'll be proven right. Very good. So political guts. If he were wrong, what would happen to him? Oh man, would he be in trouble? Yeah. But he believes in science. Roland, thank you for calling Heart Health Radio. Oh yes, sir. Hey, I, I just like to say I really enjoy y'all's program. It gives me something to listen to on the weekend. Besides retirement uh shows but uh i I agree with y'all this country needs to get back to work now yes now yes and uh I hope y'all stay on the air because I I really enjoy your well uh, last I heard we're gonna be on the air hey let me ask you a question do you like do you like ice cream oh yes sir well guess what love it guess what? what Um, Kilwins. You know what Kilwins is? No. It's an ice cream store. I don't know if you ever get to North Hills, but it's my favorite because it's got candy and everything else like that. So I'm walking my dog and everything's closed. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it looks like, you know, we're all going to, the whole neighborhood is closed. Tumbleweeds. Yeah. And there's I Kilwins. Know. Open? We're open. Yeah. So I banged on the window because I had my dogs with me. And these are 180-pound dogs, so I couldn't pretend they're service dogs and walk in the door. But anyway, <laughs> she comes out, and I say, why are you open? Because we're supervised or licensed by the Department of Agriculture, Yeah. not the Restaurant Safety Board. So they open. You can only get takeout. If you like hot fudge Sundays like I do, I'm going to give them a free shout-out because they're open. So if you want, if you're missing your ice cream, and you know you can buy ice cream from the store, but it's not the same. Yeah. So anyway, we're open there. Ken, I'm so glad you called. I I want you to know you continue to listen to us and tell your neighbors about us and let them know what we're saying here. But guess what? We're guaranteed for another year. And we're apparently we're guaranteed. <laughs> All right. Great. Yeah. Right, listen. Thank you so much for your kind words, and and we're going to just keep doing what we're doing. And eventually, listeners, when this COVID thing is over, we're going to go back to the cardiology and the internal medicine discussions um, that are very specific about Mm -hmm. about illnesses within those groups. Yeah. All right, Roland. Thank you. I I really enjoy. Well, I enjoy you you calling. All right. Take care, Ken. Welcome to the uh, radio program, Heart Health Radio. Hi. Every Saturday, and I'm glad to have you on. I was Thank you. If, Speak right up, or I'm having a hard time hearing you. I was wondering if Dr. Weefo could comment on the the uh, number of tests that are done in the United States versus the rest of the, the world. I think we're at about 6 million, and there are other countries that have tested 10 million. Okay. The well, number you know, of I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Um, we're not doing too badly with the number of tests. You have to look at it per capita. We have done more testing than anybody else. I don't know any other country that's done 10 million. 
we as, and I may be wrong. Remember, I'm not one of these experts who who claims that I can never be wrong. I could be wrong, but I do believe the last I heard, the United States of America has done more testing in terms of total test, mm-hmm. but in terms of per capita, uh, we're not the highest. We're not bad. I mean, the last I heard was like 12 tests per million, mm-hmm. uh, which okay. should be better than that. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what? Oh, what you don't know, Ken. Uh, what I'm talking about is that uh, each day uh, the president says that the United States has tested more than the rest of the world combined. Now, yeah, that's the, not true, okay? I, it, I know what you're saying. The raw, uh, the the total, raw number right. is not true. I think what – and I'm going to tell you, I, I support President Trump, but he's wrong on this. And it, we haven't done more than the rest of the world combined. We have done more than any other individual country. Now, Ken, I don't know if you if you've listened to the show, but we were ready. We were going to roll out in January and February a million tests. They had them up and running, and what they were going to do is, as soon as it broke out, they were going to go to the regions and test them and start quarantining those people who were testing positive. That's what Taiwan did, and mm-hmm. Taiwan was success. Taiwan had six deaths and 23 million. Well, Ken, you know what happened to those tests? They didn't work. They were contaminated, contaminated by with COVID. Corona. When they started testing, everybody was positive. And they realized, <laughs> well, you know, there's something wrong with the test. So, Ken, um, I support the government, what it's been doing, but I also will say we could have saved some lives if those tests had worked. And the problem was the CDC believed that they were better than a company that was ready to manufacture those tests. They were mm-hmm. wrong. And, uh, of course, it's Trump's fault. He should have been down there in the lab making sure the coronavirus didn't contaminate their tests. But the bottom line is, uh, you're right. Trump is not correct when he says that we've done more testing than the entire world combined. We've done more testing than one indi- any individual country. So thank you for clarifying that issue. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll keep listening every Saturday. Hey, and you're thank right. You, you're right, and Trump's wrong. How about that? Yeah. Well, like that's but ever you happened. Know, let me yeah. just say one thing. Yes. It's not bad to be wrong. I mean, can you imagine if there's somebody in the world who's right all the time? I mean, he'd be on the radio show mm-hmm. at, at noon on WPTF on Saturdays, right? Yeah. But yeah. the way you can tell someone is trustworthy and that you can believe in what they say is when they admit they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No. Wrong is right. Right is wrong. Yes. So I agree. So that's the one thing I would tell President Trump is stop pretending that you're not wrong sometimes yeah. because it just grates on people. Yeah, See, I, I understand. He bloviates. Yeah. I may be wrong, but I think the show's done. I, we've we just run started out of time. talking. We've run out of time. This is Heart Health Radio. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.